feel like God has given me to be able to share for all of you. Um, so with that, will you join me in a prayer? God, I am thankful and grateful for all of the things that you have done. I'm thankful um, for this season of Thanksgiving in which we get to stop and say and name the places where you have done a mighty work. And God, as we now enter into the season of Advent, will you point us to you and to your coming into the world and remind us of our need for a Savior. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. So uh, this past week, um, we went and saw, actually the day after, don't mind them, they're just doing something for, in a second, we're going to do an activity. Um, this, the Friday after Thanksgiving, we made the really great decision for at 9.30 in the morning, the day after Thanksgiving, to go see Santa. Um, and any of you who maybe have hosted Thanksgiving, you know that doing anything the day after hosting your whole family is kind of a bold move. Um, but we went and saw Santa, and the Santa um, experience was just wonderful. And I asked my kids if it was okay to do this, and they said yes. But all three of them made a list of the things that they wanted to ask Santa for. Charles actually did a whole, he drew a picture of Santa and then opened it, and it's got... But I was struck by all the things that they asked for. Shep asked for a tent, an iPad, every five-year-old needs an iPad, and a Nintendo Switch. David asked for a big Mario car, but not too big, and that didn't have Mario in it, that makes sense. Um, and then he also wanted a Luigi car that also doesn't have Luigi in it, right, David? Is that what you wanted? Yeah, and then he said he wanted a tent like Shep. Um, Charles, he said he wanted uh, the game called Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and I also want an iPad and a racetrack, a Mario racetrack, and a Nintendo Switch, and a game called Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And I share this because as they wrote their list, and as they shared it with Santa, it reminded me that when we are kids, we have no problem saying what we want, right? And I bet if we gave them more time to do this list, it would be a lot longer. I said they could only write down three things. If, if they wanted to, I bet they could write a hundred things, right? Kids, could y'all write so many things that you want from Santa or that you want for Christmas? When we're kids, it's really easy for us to name the things that we want and to say, I really wish that I get this thing. But something happens as we get older. I think that we get a little bit burned by having hoped for something that doesn't come true having wanted something really, really, really badly, and then we didn't get it. At least I can speak for myself. I have had that a lot in my life, where I've wanted something to happen, and then it didn't happen the way that I wanted to. And so I put up these walls and protective things of like, well, I'm just not gonna hope for anything anymore. Because it's easier to not hope for something. It's easier to not wish for something, because then if I don't get it, then I'm not disappointed, right? Does this kind of resonate or track with us? So age, and sometimes wisdom, has created 
an inability for us to wish and hope for things. But I've been thinking a lot this past week um, that last Sunday, which again, I share with Joe, it is my favorite Sunday. And something about this past Sunday, for those of you who were here, it was just an incredible time where we got to stand and say the places for which we were grateful. And I noticed as I listened, a lot of those places were places of loss and of pain, but yet we still found a way to be grateful in the midst of that. But last Sunday, what we talked about was we are grateful for what God has done. We are grateful for what God already did. And now we are moving into a season of hope and of waiting and of Advent, where we are putting our hope in what God will do. We're grateful for what God has done, and now we are hopeful for what God will do. So what I want us to do is to um, maybe get us out of our, well, get us out of our pews for sure, um, but, but shake things up a little bit. So we're going to, I've got an activity for us. It's actually something that, that Miriam did on a women's retreat, and I've really got a lot of um, joy and meaning out of it, so I'm hoping that, that we would find that same today. So what I've got up on this stage, thank you to Joe and Martin for putting them out. These are pictures. I googled um, images of hope, and these are the ones that came up. So I printed out a bunch of these images of hope. And what I'm going to ask in a minute is for everyone, kids included, to come up, take as long as you want, and to find an image that speaks to you. And to maybe take a minute to think, what am I, what am I hoping for right now? What is a place that maybe I've been too scared to name something that I've wanted or wished for or hoped for, that I'm a little bit nervous to even acknowledge to myself? What might we find in these images of what, where God is speaking to us, where God is calling us into a place of hope? Hopefully, you'll find one that speaks to you. Hopefully, you'll find one that, uh, that kind of puts into an image of what maybe you've been feeling. Um, so, what we're going to do we're going to invite everyone to come up, spend as much time as you want to grab a picture. Just choose one because I don't know if we have enough. Um, and then we're going to go back to our, to our seats. Um, and then I want you all to gather up in groups of like three or four or whatever feels comfortable. Um, and maybe share your picture. Share what it speaks to you. And maybe if you're, if you're willing to share a place um, or something in your life that, that you are wanting and hoping for God to break in to your, to your world and to your life. Does this make sense? Okay. Okay. Come on up, find an image, and let's see how this goes.
All right, so it, it seems like everyone has chosen a picture. So just gather around your family, your pew, whatever, um, talk about your picture. Also, I should have said, my printer is not great, so the, the resolution's not wonderful. Um, but yeah, just we'll spend about five to seven minutes doing this. Okay. Let's just give it like one more minute. One more minute. Do y'all need another minute? Are we good? 
All right. All right, so as much as you can, maybe wrap up and let's I think he's fine. <laughs> All right. Yeah, what is David doing up here, Happy? David, do you want to go sit back in, in with Mr. Sam? Okay. Um, well, hopefully... Is everyone okay with this? Okay, okay, all right. Um, hopefully you all got an opportunity to um, not only share, but maybe have, um, I, I find it powerful. Sometimes for me, I don't always know what I'm feeling. Um, and so sometimes I see an image and I'm like, oh, that's how I feel. I feel like I'm in the middle of a huge valley and there are mountains on either side and I'm not quite sure what my next step or the path is gonna be. Um, or sometimes I feel like, I feel like that flower that is, is, is bursting forth in the midst of just barren um, or a place that, where a flower should not be growing. And I, I look at that image and I'm like, oh, that's, that's what I feel. I'm wishing and hoping for some new life to come in a place that feels hopeless. Um, I've, I, okay, I'm not sure what to do here. My, um, my first wedding I officiated as an ordained pastor was my sister's, um, and I had to officiate it while holding this one. Um, so it was kind of a, I'm, I'm having some flashbacks to that. So it, parenting, uh, Ryan's not here, Shep is sick, it's a whole thing. Um, David, will you go sit back with Mr. Sam, please? No, okay, Jess is coming to get you. Well, in the Bible, we read of so many of these stories of hope. The Bible is full of stories and people and scriptures that remind us that even when life seems unmanageable, even when life seems untenable, that there is always, always hope. I've been thinking a lot this week about Hannah um, her story is told in Sam, the book of Samuel of Hannah who desperately wanted a child. And she hoped, she waited, and she prayed, and she prayed, and she prayed. And eventually God, God gave her the thing that she wanted, but she had to wait for a long time. She had to hold on to hope that God was going to give her the thing that she so desperately wanted. We read, too, about David, King David, the shepherd David, who wrote such beautiful psalms. And he reminds us that we do not put our hope in the things that we are able to do or the things that other people are able to do for us. But we put our hope in God and God alone. We have a couple of David's scriptures um, from Psalm 25. David writes, Show me the right path, O Lord. 
point out the road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth and teach me, for you are the God who saves me. All day long, I put my hope in you. I put my hope in you. We do not put our hope in our job. We do not put our hope in our relationship. If we put our hope in God and God alone, that is when miracles can happen. In Psalm 33, David writes again, he says, We put our hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. Let your unfailing love surround us. Lord, for our hope is in you alone. Again, our hope is in you. And the last one, this one really speaks to me. Psalm 39, 6 to 7. We are merely moving shadows, and all our busy rushing ends in nothing. We heap up wealth, not knowing who will spend it. And so, Lord, where do I put my hope? My only hope is in you. I hope that these uh, scripture passages remind us that, that as we are in this season of hoping and waiting, as we are going to spend the next four or five weeks in Advent, we are hoping for the coming Savior, for the coming Christ that is born into our world. And I would love us to be thinking about where, where are the places in our life where we need a Savior? Where are the places in our life where we need to maybe let go of control, Maybe we need to pray that same prayer of David, I put my hope in you. Where do we need to turn to God for God to speak truth in our life? Where do we need God's goodness, God's truth, God's mercy? Will we put our hope in God and God alone? And so as we come to this table,